Well, look who it is. Look who's back from the depths of hell. Who've returned to bring ear like assaults. Like a phoenix from the ashes, we have risen. The way that your um, mic stand is I set know. up is so alarming. It looks like a fucking like a, a World War Two sort of gun. Yeah, like well. You try and shoot down some Huns I, or something. I might, but um, it's also because I noticed it was in the way of your field of view of your laptop. And I'm all about making you the most comfortable human being in this room. The only way you could make me comfortable is if you left. But anyway, we are back now. Hey. It's uh, It's been a little while. We've had some time off. We've, been We've had a little bit of time stuff. off. Um, but we want to bring the show back. Uh, we're going to change the format slightly. Obviously, we're still going to be talking about films because that's the whole idea. But we're going to just break it up, make it a bit more easy for us to keep up with because we have a slow productivity rate. We're just going to do it fortnightly now. It's the plan. Well, I think the problem is the plan is fortnightly minimum. Uh, obviously, if it's a busy, busy schedule like I imagine summer blockbusters might be, then we might do, have to start doing a bit, a few more. But um, yeah, the plan is to to sort of have a minimum schedule and up it for when a lot of good films come out at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about Joe, but I, I've quite missed it. I've uh, missed it a little bit. It, it, it gives me an opportunity to watch films I might not otherwise watch, or because I've been a bit lazy. I'm getting into new films now, but and it gives me an opportunity to talk some bollocks for yeah, half well, an hour to an hour. You're still doing, are you still doing your challenge of one movie every day for the year? Uh, after January, that sort of died off. A bit. <laughs> like everyone else's diets. <laughs> like literally January, I think I'd, I, I did a film a day. February, I think I was at about 21, 22. Yeah. And this month, I've watched, I've still watched about 20 films. But That's pretty good, though. That is still good. It was, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll go like a week without watching any, and then I'll, I'll blast like three on a Sunday or whatever. But I, yeah, it's too hard to keep up, having the time, finding stuff to watch. Uh, I've now got better internet, so I can download stuff and watch stuff and all sorts. Cause Yay! Before, so I'll be able to do a bit more watching online. Didn't before you had to just listen way. to films, you couldn't watch them because your internet was so bad. Oh, I just had to. I had to sit outside my neighbour's uh, house. What? Dressed, and not masturbate. Dressed like a bin bag, and uh, or dressed in a bin bag, and just uh, emit a a sour odour. <laughs> not, not to arouse. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. This, I'll try and save you from it. Right. Um, we were just chatting just before we started about Oscars season, um, and we just quickly brush over that. I personally don't really think that the Oscars field over the last couple of years has been amazing. Um, personally, I haven't actually really seen any of... Well, I saw Get Out, but I don't think it deserved an Oscar, if I'm being completely honest with you. It was a good original idea, but... Eh. Um, the only thing that caught my eye, really, was three billboards. Uh, yeah, I, I managed to catch that earlier on... Um, I don't know, maybe I discussed that on our last episode. No, I didn't. No, no you didn't. No, we no. didn't. Yeah, um, I went and saw that in the cinema, and it was pretty good. It's dark. It's by the guy who made In Bruges and um, Seven Psychopaths. Got yeah, Sam so, Rockwell, yeah, okay. Woody Harrelson in as well. And it was a it was a very solid film. Um, I'd give it like a I'd, I'd still only give it a seven out of ten. Um, Francis McDormand's very good. This is it's a dark film about a woman whose daughter's raped and nothing's really done about it. So that's why the three billboards come into it. It's it's fine, but it's, it wasn't like you you watch it and you'll enjoy it. And there's the odd funny bit and a lot of dark moments to make it go ooh ooh. But it didn't. It wasn't like a oh my god I'm sitting here watching something amazing. Film. Yeah. Yeah, I you know I, I can't really say much because I haven't watched many of the Oscar nominated films, but I just I don't know I just nothing really seems to have caught my eye this year. There's been no standout film where I've been like, oh my god, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. And yeah. like, what what year did The Revenant win the Oscar? Uh, I think that's the year before last. Yeah, I th- I genuinely don't think that there's been a very solid Oscar lineup 
in that time. Um, yeah, I think the the academy's starting to look a little bit old now. It's like there's a lot of films that aren't really getting nudges. Um, um, well, the issue that I I had with this year was that people were trying to push really hard stuff like Get Out and Wonder Woman, uh, neither of which I thought were actually that good. Like, I still, I still, I might have to rewatch Get Out at some point. I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's got funny. It makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. It obviously highlights some serious social issues, but I didn't have that wow factor for me. No, no, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, sh- I don't know. It's, it's a weird one. And then, and then the other problem is you've got certain Oscars that are now just becoming like, um, so like the Oscar for visual effects. It's almost sort of becoming like a sort of backup Oscar now. It's sort of the Oscar for the movie we wanted. We, we should give an Oscar to, but we don't really want to give best film to. Yes, yeah. screenplay too, because yeah, it, you know, I, I don't know. It's feeling a little bit, just a little bit outdated now, and I don't know. I don't know whether the movies that have been coming out are a bit crap. Whether it's all the Oscar films all come out in February for some weird reason. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about uh, the, the timing of it all. To be honest, yeah. uh, one one other film that obviously did win a lot of Oscars, which I watched. Uh, I, I've raved about Guillermo del Toro quite a few times. Shape of Water. It's a very good film. It's not his best. I still prefer Pan's Labyrinth. It's beautifully made. It looks fantastic. A lot of people are put off by the idea of a fish man and a, a lady having sex, but that's not really that much of an issue. It's quite believable in this in this context. It's just a love story. Michael yeah. Shannon makes a really good villain. Um, Octavia Spence is just hilarious, but also great in her role. Um, Richard Jenkins is in it. Everyone who's in it's good, and it's, it's well made. So it's definitely worth seeing. I mean, I, I don't think my nan would like it, but... No, she doesn't like a lot of things. Like you, she only likes moving dramas. <laughs> Fucking Miss Marple. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, that's the Oscars dealt with. Let's 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 continue on and delve into a couple of superhero films because there's been a couple of trailers this week, Matthew. I don't know if you caught Avengers: Infinity War, the first full trailer that came out the other day. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Did you catch it? Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? I'm a massive letdown because I miss trailers all how the did, time. How do you miss the trailer for Avengers: Infinity War? Because I've got mad superhero film oh, fatigue, haven't I? It's not been a... Oh, there's Black Panther. There's only been like 45 of them in the last Well, there's about years. four every year. Yeah. Three, three to four every year. No, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I rewatched Logan and um, Guardians Logan? of the Galaxy this, this weekend, and I, I realised that I, I still really enjoy them. Um, I'm still yet to see Black Panther. But yeah, how was the Avengers Infinity War It looks trailer? good. It looks like there's going to be a few unexpected combos in there. Is Hawkeye it, finally going to get his chance Hawkeye's to Hawkeye's not in the trailer at all, mate. Wait. Everyone's wondering, where is Hawkeye? He's going to mm. be the villain, isn't he? He's going to be like the first oh, Avengers where his eyes, yeah. eyes got a bit gooey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of rumours flying around, as you imagine complete nerds would would fly around. It looks solid. It looks like it's going to be good. It looks like they're really trying to mix up the formula as well. So it's not just the Guardians of the Galaxy. They've split everyone into all different groups and... Looks like a couple of good characters with good, good chemistry. Did I see something about the runtime being close to three hours? Oh, yeah. Two films, both of them are probably going to be about three hours long. Which begs the question, why not make it into a trilogy? And oh, so this is a part one and a part two. Oh, yeah. And the next one's out in two years, I guess? Yar. That seems about right for... Um for Marvel, sticking to their format? Yeah, well, it's going to be really interesting because um, basically, uh, brushing over it, Thanos, who's the big purple alien man. Who keeps on changing from film to film. Yeah, right? but he's, he's pretty solid. That's it. He's, he's got his final design now, okay? He looks, um, like, a, 
A tic-tac. He's basically going to get all the Infinity Stones, which have all been in the Marvel Universe floating around over the last few years. He's going to get them, get them on a glove, and essentially... Shove them up his bum. Yeah. Um, he, he can just break the universe into 20 pieces, uh, fling all the superheroes off into space, and then it looks like that'll be the first film. It'll end with him getting all the Infinity Stones and fucking everything up, destroying the universe. Because that's what he wants to do. He just wants to destroy the universe. He's got no motive, other motive than that. And then the second film will be all about getting it back and defeating Thanos. Group, ther- group therapy for Thanos. Why is it that you are so destructive? Well, oh, well, there's actually a, a thing for that in the comics. He's he um, a tiny penis. Well, no, he wants to. He is in love with Lady Death, who is a natural character in the Marvel universe, and he thinks that by destroying the universe, he will impress her, and she will marry him, and they will have weird purple alien death babies. That sounds like the sort of nonsense that would be written in a comic book. Yes, but no, it looks alright. I mean, um, the story will be better than that, but you, that's the rough idea. But no, um, yeah, looks as solid as every other Marvel film, and it will probably be you'll probably give it a minimum seven out of ten. I hope. Oh, wow, he thinks he knows what I like now. I know He's what you like, boy. But I here's something you probably did watch because you jack off on John Wick so much that you'll know the director of John Wick is making this film, Deadpool two. And also because you just saw me close the window for the trailer. yeah. Also, I did just see you close the window on for my the Mac trailer really of Deadpool in. two. But you might not have watched it. Yeah, like, clickbaited, clickbait. I, I recently, uh, last weekend, I've rewatched the first Deadpool. Uh, I still really like it. I, I actually watched eight it out of 10. recently, a couple of weeks ago. I think it doesn't get any less funny when you continue to watch it. The only place it falls down is you can obviously see it didn't have a very big budget. Oh, and you yeah. can obviously see a lot of the visual effects are a bit shit. Uh, I wouldn't... Other than... No, that, that is literally the only place that that movie falls down for me, really. I wouldn't say... There's not that much that's shit. I mean, Colossus does look shit, but I thought I think I think they sort of played up to that and tried to make him look a bit cartoony because they accepted yeah. that he wasn't he wasn't gonna. Well, they, they wouldn't have made him shiny, design. so he reflected his environment, so that to make him slightly cloudy and like a dull sort of yeah. Yeah, but no, um, I still think it's a solid film, one of the better ones. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's technically not even a proper within the Marvel universe sort of film, but it might be. We don't know. This one looks good. Uh. I'm interested by Josh Brolin's character of Cable. Cable? He's the villain, by the looks of it. So named because he has a giant penis, right? Is that so? Something like that, yeah. Um, Oh, no, he's actually an electrician. He's an electrician. Uh, Not only can I destroy my enemies, I could also wire a plug. Uh, Yeah, you'll find that your plug down there is not to code, actually. Uh, I'm going to have to move it up three inches so that it is too cold. I'm going to have to call someone in now because it don't look right. Yeah. (laughs) But no, uh, it looks cool. Obviously, we've got um, some X-Force mentioned. It's got the same humour. It's still got uh, the funny characters in it. Uh, I-, I heard some rumours of reshoots, but I don't know if that's a big issue. There's always rumours of these big sort issue, of films, though. Issue. I think people people worry too much. Some films do need reshoots. They get to the editing floor and they go, well, actually, this we can't edit this scene very well. We need a, we need a reshoot. It's, it's not a big deal to have reshoots. Sometimes I realise that the camera's been pointed the wrong way the whole time. I've, I've <laughs> the camera's not even on. <laughs> yeah. filming my face for six months. What is this? <laughs> like, looks like the, um, the Han Solo film. That's been rumoured to have loads of reshoots. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad. Isn't that out really soon? Yeah. Like t- today? Is it out now? Didn't they release the um, trailer for it in the Super Bowl, I think? And it was yeah, just it was pretty much glossed over all the characters. It was a bit shit actually. But it was very, it was very, um, very forgettable. What's the word? I don't know. Kinetic, kinetic, moving, very frantic, <laughs> frantic movement action. But it didn't look as bad as I thought it was going to. But they they can use um, 
trailers to make anything look reasonable, can't they? Yeah. Um, what's the other film I wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah, film that's coming out in the next couple of weeks, 28th of March, I believe, which I want to actually do our next episode on, which we've not discussed yet, so I'm dropping it on you halfway through the podcast. How can you put me under this sort of I pressure? know, right? Ready Player One. Oh, yeah, yeah. The latest Steven Spielberg film. I've read the book. Spiegenfilbler. Imagine the 80-est, most 80-est nerd that just jizzes out 80s references in a sci-fi futuristic world and you basically get Ready Player One. Yeah, I don't know anything about the story. I've only seen the trailers and seen that it contains some other characters from fiction, but I am a blank slate. Essentially, this film is just going to be a very basic storyline with thousands and thousands of references to old movies and games shoved in. Literally shoved, like shoved in. St- stuff in your turkey at Christmas. Get every last bit in there, and yeah, there's, there's, there's the book isn't amazing personally. I've I've I listened to it, the audio book, and it just it didn't come across very well. There's a whole page where this the characters just reading out the characters just there's a character trying to prove how well he knows certain things in the eighties. And he spends about two pages of the book just going through eighties references. Is it from his point of view then? The yeah, book? it's from one person's point of view. So essentially, is it like a first person book, sort of like. So yeah, like, yeah. Essentially, the I'll world is here, yeah. the world is completely fucked in the future. It's but there now, is a it's all fucked. there there is an online universe that everyone actually lives in, and oh, they a just bit like now then. Yeah, they just sit in their chairs with this VR headset on. A couple of our friends live like that. Yeah, go then. I know he doesn't listen to this. Anyway, oh, so he might it. listen to it. Well, if he does, he's, he's very listen- supportive of all our projects. He'll, Leave him alone. He'll be sat in his chair anyway. Oh, yeah, Matt, that's harsh. But I'm going to defend. True. I'm going to defend Jordan. No, 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 Matt. No, no, bad Matt. I'm no. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it because I said I read the book and I feel like if I read the book, I should watch the film, no matter how bad the book is. Yeah. Um. To be honest, that um, segues quite nicely into our main feature for today. because Which is segways. Segway, yes. The transportation of the future of the past. Designed by a man who died of doing what? Falling off a cliff. Doing what he loved, falling off of a cliff. Riding a segway. <laughs> Riding a segway. I, I, I don't think I've actually seen a real segway like, live. They're in illegal life. in England. Is that because of how dangerous they are? Oh, no, it's just any, any motorised transport is illegal on pavements. Old people just get away with their little scooters because they're really old. But then when you sometimes see some of them in the road, it's even funnier because they're going along. At they're like they're supposed to be in the road because they're. How could that possibly end well? Well, no, no, but that's that's why because they're just old people and they can't walk. Just it's like a grey area of the law. But yeah, grey, huh? Electric little kid scooters are banned as well because they're so pathetic and they can't move properly. Do you anymore. not remember them little stupid hoverboard things? Yeah, they yeah, died. they were completely illegal. Yeah, they died out after about three months. Do you remember when everyone was hyped on that? Do you remember when everyone was hyped on Pokemon Go? What about Tamagotchi? You still got yours. You got no. you'll carry yours around your neck and mine one in your pocket the, as well. Mine died after like thirty seconds. They should redo them. Remake Tamagotchis with Bluetooth capabilities. Talking of little animals, I spent five minutes earlier looking for the tortoise, and then she remembered that she'd left him in the tank. I was why didn't? Around. Why was that not the first place you looked? Because she said, "Oh, what? He's on the floor. Where is he?" So I was looking around. <laughs> I, I, I think she knew the whole time. And all the familiar hiding spots. And then I just walked past his tank. I was like, is in there? <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. He's so well camouflaged. He looks like a rock. But yeah. Um, okay, sorry. So coming back from the segue, didn't segue very well, did it? Ready no. Player One didn't segue very well into what you wanted to talk about next, which I it believe did. is our feature film of the week, which is... Dun, dun, dun. This is the big intro. 
Annihilation. Do you know how I knew this film was going to be dodgy? How? Because it's got Natalie Portman in it. Oh, wow. Outrageous. Shots fired. Well, she's all gone artsy, hasn't she? She's gone, I refuse to do big blockbuster films. I want to do all these little artisanal side project films. I want to express myself and have I just opinion. want to act. I don't care about the money. We'll see about that. Oh, yeah. Before we do get into it, and we... Uh, we will. We will get into it very shortly. Hard. Yeah. Just a quick couple of little facts about the film. Facts. I Fact s- number one. I had a little uh, look on Wikipedia to try and find out what the bud get for this was. And... Let me guess. $80 million. Ooh, you've got a little high there. According... To Wikipedia, which could have been completely falsified, and is in no way a reliable source, but we'll go with it anyway. It was anywhere between forty and fifty-five million dollars. Oh, well, actually, do you know what? With the actors they had in it, they wouldn't have actually had to pay much. It was, of course, directed by Alex <laughs> Garland. <laughs> they didn't they really didn't have to pay the CGI people much. He who directed Ex Machina, which also starred Oscar Isaac. So I liked Ex Machina. I thought that was. It was a really good. good Actually, do you know what? Now you said that, I can actually see that this film was made by that guy. Cause in was... some ways, though, I think like these films could have been like the other way around. Like I think X Machina is a lot more interesting and clever and well made than this. But yep, such is life. Um, it just, went... just sorry, just staying on film budgets. Do you know how much the Infinity War films are going to cost over the two of them? A billion dollars? No, it's a bit less than that. <laughs> it's about three hundred to four hundred million. Do you know how much money Wait, each? Robert, <laughs> think so. Do you know how much Robert Downey Jr. is making from both films? Hundred. 150 million. Bloody hell. Yeah. So did he get paid like 10 times more than anybody else? Yeah, but he's been in it the longest, so. Plus, they're sexist bastards. Scarlett Johansson's getting paid a tenner. Why? She's not even getting paid. She's not going to pay to be in it, I think. Back to your next fact. Go on. Uh, Yeah, this was released straight to Netflix originally, I believe. Straight to Netflix! (gasps) Which is now becoming the norm. Yeah. um, Originally slated for cinema release, I believe, and then all of a sudden they were like, actually, no. We're not doing that anymore. We're going to go straight to Netflix. Do you know why? Uh, no, tell me Because why. Netflix, um, all the big content owners, such as Disney, HBO, la la la, are pulling all their content from Netflix because they want to make their own streaming services now. All right, so yeah. they've got to get everything So Netflix is literally buying everything they can. And I mean everything. That's why when you go on Netflix now, it's like Netflix original program, Netflix original program. Everything's a Netflix fucking original program. Because they are just trying to buy everything they can. Yeah. A lot of this stuff, though, isn't actually Netflix original, though, is it? It's stuff that was previously saying else, and then they've gone on to buy it. Yeah, well, well that's what so I mean. They just buy it, like Arrested Development. They yeah. bought it and made the fourth season and the fifth season, which were a bit substandard, but still, that's what they're trying to... They're trying to make their own their own content now because they know that there's no content they actually own from other people or borrow from other people is safe. Cause Disney, I don't know if they do it already. They might do. They will be releasing a big Netflix-like... Seven pound a month streaming service, but it's gonna to get to a point where the reason streaming services were so good and stuff like Now TV was that you could get most of what you wanted, yeah, for like that seven or eight quid instead of instead of like fifty quid or thirty quid or whatever you're paying. But now, because there's, there's gonna be so many different services, you're probably gonna end up paying that same amount of money to actually get everything that you want. I only get Now TV when Game of Thrones comes back on. Well, do you get the free trial? Is there a free trial? Can you no, I just pay pay like eight quid for three or four months and then. That when when Game of Thrones is over, I just get rid of it. But other than that, I've only got Amazon and Netflix and Netflix. Yeah. But Amazon, and I've got I've only got for delivery. The fact that they have videos on there is just good. Yeah, I think that's definitely what helps the Amazon Prime because 
They've got like a lot of films, but it's hardly any new stuff and a lot of series. But they've got they've got that sneaky Pete on there. That looks good. I want to watch that. Sneaky Pete. Anyway, back to Annihilation. We're going to be a bit more of a segue there. But yeah, you're right. Uh, sorry, just saying on streaming sites for one second. Yeah, the industry it will either have a massive bubble or there's going to be three or four massive, massive streaming sites that will all be fighting each other. In a battle royale. What, like Anchorman style? They'll come out yeah. at night. They'll have offices that sort of, in a square facing inwards. And well, you've got the danger of it turning into like... Danger! Like, like TV is now. Because Netflix gets away with not putting any adverts in. Yeah. Amazon get away with not putting any adverts in as well, but they do put adverts in for their own shows. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure a lot of places like ITV Streamer, they put adverts in, and there's a lot of places that do put adverts in. The Sky... The Sky app that I've got on my PS4, it doesn't have adverts in the middle, but at the start of like a film, it'll have like two or three yeah. adverts. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know. They'll they'll want to start making as much money from them as possible, so they'll start putting more adverts in, and then I think just a couple of them will crash, and we'll just be going around a big circle of streaming sites and la di da di da. But anyway, back to Annihilation. Gone. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just looking at the cast, there was only a couple of people I really recognised. Obviously the. Natalie Wong. Natalie, I was in the Phantom Menace once. Now everybody hates me, but they don't really because I was in Black Swan, which was so weird. Portman, um, Oscar Isaac, he of Star Wars: New Fame, and he was in that terrible X Men film. He was barely in this film. He is barely in this film. Jennifer Jason Lee, who's most recently recognisable in The Hateful Eight as um, that. That bitch. I'll only call her the bitch. And then uh, the other guy was that Benedict Wong. Wong? Recognized from, uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. And he's been in a few other bits. I think he was in The Martian as well. He's got a he's very in, cool He's not a little bad little actor, actually. He's not bad. I don't know if he's that little actually. He looks quite large Whoa, to me. Oh, that's not very nice. But yeah, this whole film is told from the perspective of Natalie Portman after this strange event has happened. Yeah. Um, the event... The only way I could describe it... I mean, this is based on a book. Jess reckons the book's really good and, and better than the film. She can't read. Um, yeah, she can't she's read. She's from the north. She had it uh, translated into pictures. Oh, drawings. right. That's why she thinks it's good. Uh, Look at the pretty pictures. Look, that's <laughs> a half alligator. Half whatever the fuck the alligator was mixed with. A goat ball sack on his face. Uh, <laughs> this reminded me, if you, the concept, it reminded me of like something from Stephen King. That's what I thought of. It reminded like, me of Cloverfield a little bit. Because they were just sort of going slower and more and more into this sort of weird world. And there was more and more sort of destruction and shit around. And then they were sort of finding, I don't know, it was getting weirder and weirder. The film was getting really weird and really weird. And then the, the end of the film was shit. I, I found the first half hour or so when we get introduced into a character, we see that Sanks happened. Her husband comes back. He's taken to the hospital. There's a bit of mystery about what's going on. I found that quite engaging. I found it a bit engaging, if not a little bit drawn out. I thought it was a little bit too long, the first 45 minutes of the film. And then, um, obviously, we kick off into meeting the other, because this is primarily a female cast. As you said earlier, Oscar Isaac is in this probably for about five to six minutes. Yeah. And then there's another guy, the guy that she cheats on her husband with, is in it for like two or three minutes. But other than that, and Magic yeah. Wong. He doesn't last very long at all, does he? He doesn't last. <laughs> and he gets kicked out. And yeah, we, we see him go into this, this shimmering place. And I've, one of the things I found with this film is, at times, like when they're actually in the jungle and they're obviously in some sort of real green set i thought it looked really good but a lot of like the distance shots and like you said like some of the animal stuff i thought just looks 
terrible, quite frankly. Yeah. That alligator looked abysmal. The alligator looked horrible because it was an alligator mixed with something else. Or essentially, the, the rule is that when you're in the... this there's A comet hit a lighthouse, created a massive zone that keeps growing, and if you go inside the zone... It fucks up all your DNA so and weird mutations happening. As a danger zone. Danger zone. But yeah, so shit, weird mutations happen and they encounter this alligator that's all mutated and they later on encounter a bear which can mimic people it hears. It's got a bit of a goat face as well. Yeah, it's got a weird goaty face, bear. I found that even though, like, like that scene with the alligator, it starts, it's quite, it's set up quite nicely. The woman's sort of looking in this shacky like boating area and she gets dragged in and i found like it didn't have any sort of impact i never felt any real dread or fear from this animal as soon as it like got out of the water and they started shooting i was like oh it's just just a shit cgi alligator i thought they could have done a lot more the bear was scary the bear what yeah that the bear scene had some real tension in it and when the when the woman goes a bit crazy and doesn't trust anyone and ties them all up because she finds out that essentially natalie portman's character hasn't told anyone else about her husband going into the shimmer previously. Yeah. Oh, other than um, the leader lady who knows about it, but yeah. doesn't want her to tell anybody. I, I don't know. There's a few little... Yeah. But yeah, carry on with, with that. So you've got the bear, and then she somehow walks all the way to the lighthouse in about 10 minutes with no danger or anything like that, even though it's apparently two days away. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, There was one thing... Uh, one of the things I found quite creepy and interesting is when they're f- like about halfway through their journey to this lighthouse, they come across that building. Like, uh, I don't know what it was, like some sort of... Like a um, military barracks, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, they go in there and they find some really weird stuff. Like they go into this dry swimming pool and there's like this strange thing growing out of one of the walls. And it's got like the bottom of a guy and the top of a guy split in half. Yeah. That was quite creepy. And I that thought was they could creepy. have done a bit more than that. But it's never really explained or mentioned in any way. Well, it is. I think because they, they find the video, don't they? Because they cut the guy open and all his insides are moving around. Was that the guy there? Then? Yeah, that was the guy. And yeah. he sort of grew into a giant. So they obviously, they killed him. Yeah, and then he grew. Yeah, he because he was mutating. He just he mutated into whatever the fuck it was. It became a decoration. Well, yeah, basically. Yeah, no longer alive. So essentially, the the rule is that you you're mixing with nature and all that because there's a really there's a very that the scene where that woman turns into wood's pretty cool. Yeah, because they they fight. They're going to this field and there's all these sort of wood looking sculptures that look like humans, and um, this woman sort of it's has like got flowers and stuff. Basically, she she's a self harm. She used to self harm. And all her scars have sort of turned into little sprouts of like wood and that are coming out of all of her scars because she's self-mutating. And um, yeah, she sort of, she she gets it and she sort of makes her peace with the world and goes, actually, you know, I just want to become a wooden person sculpture thing. Yeah. And she sort of just lets lets the mutation take over and turns into wood. We've all felt like that at times. And so um, yeah, so they've all got different motives for going in there. Um. Natalie Portman wants to obviously go in there and find out what the fuck happened to her husband. Yeah. Sorry, one thing I... One of the problems I did have was with this was that they knew that this thing had been going on for years, this this shimmery, like, people disappearing. They'd sent in, like, numerous teams. And these people were just so, like, okay with going in there, even though no one had ever actually come out before. And the one guy that did was well fucked up. They seemed to be quite... They didn't seem to carry a great deal of weight, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, the only one person had come out alive... Yeah. But then if you look at their reasons, the, the the woman that was in charge of recruiting and all that, she only went in because she had cancer and was about to die. Yeah. Um, Natalie Portman only went in because her husband had come out and was dying and she had no idea what the fuck was going on. And then they were, they were essentially like, well, we can't let you go. 
<laughs> so she was like, well, I want to go in and find out what the fuck happened. Because she's a very... A, a, she's a scientist, so she can have a look. She's there was, a scientist. There's a, a marine, like, sort of biologist, and she just wants to have a look at the makeup of what's in there. And I can't remember what the other Latino lady was in there for, but she probably had a good reason She was well. a criminal. She was a hardened criminal. Yeah? Yeah. Rapist. Oh, but she goes. She goes a bit mental halfway through because she finds out Natalie Portman's been lying to her. Um, that's the that's the standard. Someone goes mental halfway through because yeah. they sense a betrayal. That was, and then yeah, and then they sort of they find a point where Natalie Portman's on her own. She f- sees the lighthouse. She goes into the lighthouse. That bit's creepy. There's a big black hole, and it's like, yeah. I mean, at this point, the film's it's been going for about an hour and a half, and. I'm going along at a dragon. quite a slow pace. I feel like this this film does kind of drag. It is on a very bit. slow, and the ending was just completely bizarre. Really, she goes into this God hole. She finds Jennifer Jason Lee rambling on. She sort of implodes in on herself, and the silver sofa appears. Mm-hmm. Starts doing a mirror dance with uh, Natalie Portman for so like 15 minutes. Yeah, it's a long. That's a long drawn out scene, isn't it? Feels like interpretive dance. That I said. I said to Claire that felt like watching an interpretive dance scene. It was a bit like, and with the music as well, it had this very like sort of vibey like. <laughs> yeah, I thought my phone was going off. I think <laughs> it was supposed to be unsettling, but at this it point, it was I, unsettling though. Well, I just had enough though, really. So she finds that. So essentially, the whole film is an alien being has crashed into Earth, but it means no harm. It's essentially just there. It just exists. It, it doesn't mean to kill anyone. It doesn't want to kill anyone. Wax off in the lighthouse, and her husband, her husband goes into the lighthouse, kills himself, and a copy of him is made, and then the copy is the one that leaves the shimmer. And yeah, so um, she goes in, finds the alien, and the alien t- turns into this weird metallic copy of her, and yeah. then they sort of she notices that it mimics her for quite a while and they're walking around a room sort of pacing each other but she tries to leave the room and it sort of tackles her up against the wall but it doesn't really mean to hurt her. Yeah. And then she puts a grenade in his, in, her, in its hand and runs away. Yeah, the thing with that scene is I, c- I could see that they were trying to bring it to some sort of bizarre natural conclusion. I don't know if it, it fits in with what's going on with the book but because, I mean, we'd had so little... We've, we've, what I'm trying to say is, as this film went on, we we had little observations about, oh yeah, the crocodile's got more teeth, the bear's a bit weird and can mimic stuff, but we 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 didn't have any actual experience of any sort of alien form or anything until the very end. So it seemed like it could it could have maybe not even been caused by that. It could have been some sort of weird radiation or something. And yeah. They introduced this like um other being into it, and it was all a bit just like, oh, I don't really like this. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it also had a really sort of, <laughs> it had a really weird ending in that she kills the alien, essentially, leaves a bomb in its hand and runs out, comes out and then goes up to her husband and is like, well, I know you're not real. Yeah. What are you? And he sort of goes, I don't know. And then they hug and their eyes shine yellow. And that's the end of the film. They were both mystique after all. Yeah. Yeah. I Ex Machina ended on a weird cliffhanger, but also a sort of... You could sort of guess what was going to happen after. She was going to go back into the world and sort of, you know... Wreak havoc or do... Yeah, fuck shit up. You know, God knows what. Mad cocktail. Essentially, she was going to go in and be a robot pretending to be a human. 
And the end of this film, you're like, well, now what then? So then what, now there's just one alien that we definitely know is not a real human and a human that probably has been infected by some weird alien parasite. And then what? Yeah. It, okay. it, it raises more questions than it answers this whole film. It raises too many goddamn questions. I don't know what happens in because I think it's a trilogy of books. I don't know what happens oh, in it? the sequel. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm just bashing it. There are some elements that I liked. The performances were generally quite good. I feel. Yep. Um, I like the concept. Some of, like I said, some of it did look quite nice and was well filmed. There was elements of the score that I liked. Dialogue was fine. When it's they were just, in there, it looked amazing. I just, I just thought it just dragged a bit. Just, it, yeah, I the movie like was the, about half an hour too long. It was two hours long. Uh, uh, I felt like it should have made me feel more than it did. The climax wasn't satisfying at all. And the climax should always be satisfying. Satisfying. Honestly, the the thing that lets me down on this film is fine, pace it really slowly, have a lot of suspense, a lot of thriller. It's a thriller. This is a thriller, this film. Like, what is going to happen next? But, yeah, they paced it really slowly, sort of got towards the end, and you think, oh, this is going to be brilliant. I mean, she goes in and sees that black hole and all that ominous music plays. Like, fuck! Like this is gonna, shit, shit's gonna happen now. It's gonna go and then downtown. It and then it doesn't. And then they leave. And then that's it. And I'm just, I just felt let down by the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it built up to something, and then I don't know. Maybe I'm not as um, into the abstract sort of films that. Well, I don't feel like I'm someone who needs to be spoon fed, except when I'm at the dinner table, obviously, because I have a propensity for <laughs> spitting my food out. <laughs> The people around me, but no, um, it's yeah. not this. This this film doesn't do a lot to spoon feed you. You it it it's very good at letting you f- you guess some stuff and then answer your questions later during the film. Yeah, it does. It does that very well. And again, it it does reek a bit of ex machina in the way that it sort of builds up like that. Okay. You you guess stuff and then you get told later in the film that you were correct or you were wrong. Yeah, and yeah, and but. Yeah, just, I just feel like the whole the film was a bit too long and the ending just was not very good. I feel like if you just uh, cut out about half an hour of it, you add some more interesting creatures slash monster conflicts. Maybe what they could have had was they could have had somebody, like one of the soldiers that was still alive in there but had gone like mental and maybe there was some sort of crazy tribe shit going on there. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just making it into something else. But just yeah, you're making bit. it into Mel Gibson's Apocalypto. No, that's... <laughs> I think they're slightly different. But no, just having another little character, a bit more point of view, so they could have had... What was I, saying? I just wanted to see weird shit as well. Yeah, yeah I guess, yeah. You can't just yeah, tease yeah. me with weird shit. Like, oh, that, that caterpillar's got <laughs> 11 legs instead of 10. It's got to look really weird. The bear looks really weird, but the alligator was just a bit bloody and had yeah. extra teeth. Yeah, the bear the bear was pretty fucked up. I don't know. Maybe maybe there is... I, I've not looked. Is there going to be another film? I've not looked, I, but... I'm guessing it would probably depend on how... Well, this is received. Well, or not. Fucking Netflix are still making films with uh, Amy Schumer, and that's like one of the worst rated things on Netflix. Uh, Well, we'll see. Um, Yeah, uh, I thought it was fine. Like, it was okay. It just, from what I'd seen of the trailer and what I'd heard about the book and stuff, I thought it was going to be something a bit groundbreaking, the something really worth watching. And at the minute, it'd just be like a soft recommendation of, yeah, watch it. Um, It won't answer a lot of questions, but. It'll keep you mildly entertained for two hours. You might be a bit bored in parts. Like, I just wanted it to really draw me in. And even though it's the sort of film you need to concentrate on to know what's going on, it didn't hold my attention like that. That's the thing. The films yeah. that are a bit more like complicated, 
they need to really draw you in, otherwise you just get lost, don't you, and lose all focus. It's doing well online now. It's got seven out of ten on Metacritic, or oh, and, and like an eighty percent Rotten Tomatoes score. Bloody hell! I think we've lowballed it then, haven't we? But I, I, I wouldn't. It's not a bad film. I just didn't like the ending. That was all. I didn't, not, it's, it's not a terrible, horrible film. What would you rate it? Rate it? Rate it? Um, I'd give it a. I'm torn between a five and a six, to be honest. Um, I'm. I'll go with a six. I think the cast is very well. Is very well. The yeah, cast they're very is very. Well. They're, 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 they're healthy looking, except yeah. No, the cast is good. The cast is good, and yeah, it looked fairly good, except a couple of the CGI bits. And yeah, I was only felt let, felt let down by a couple of things, but I just didn't love this film. No, yeah, it was it was fine. It was okay. That's why I'll describe it. It was okay. It just it it wasn't what I wanted it to be. I'm afraid. I just want to see a spider with a beaver's hands and a cat's arsehole. That's all I wanted to see. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, we haven't got any questions because we're just easing back into this now. We're going to have to re-establish ourselves within the podcast universe. We've got yes. a, lot of, a lot of listeners in um, in Pakistan. I'm sure they can understand. Oh, they'll love saying. it. Uh, all of you guys and everybody else around the world. But we'll be back again, I'm sure. And we'll be talking lots of stuffs. Bye-bye. Would you like to say goodbye? Bye-bye, goodbye. my friends. Thank you for listening. And we're done.